welcome to the next episode of the podcast Discipleship in Challenging Times. My name is Peter Morden and I'm from Cornerstone Baptist Church in Leeds. We have two more episodes on the spiritual disciplines, so this is the penultimate one. And we're looking at the discipline of mission from Acts chapter 1. So in a moment I will read from Acts 1. Our theme verse is verse 8. But first of all, we pray together. Lord, we pray very simply today that you would speak to us through your word and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we believe that your word is living and active in your hands So, Lord, apply it to our hearts and lives today. We want to be changed by our encounter with you. So, Lord, speak to us that we may hear and respond, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Going to pick up Acts chapter 1 from verse 6 and read through to verse 11. The context, very briefly, Jesus is, of course, risen from the dead, and he is with his disciples in his resurrection body, in his risen power, and he's about to ascend into heaven. When they, that is the disciples, gathered round him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. You will be my witnesses, says Jesus. We see that we are called to mission. Indeed, we see that we are witnesses. We are missionaries. Jesus says, you will be. And I guess the question is, not are we a witness, but are we a good witness or a bad witness? Mission is so important in the Christian life. And here we see in verse 8 that mission begins at home. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, which was the disciples' home base, and then on and outwards, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. It's rather like a a stone being thrown into a pond. The ripples go on and outwards. We are to be witnesses for Jesus wherever he sends us, wherever he leads us. 
We often don't think of mission as a spiritual discipline. Maybe we focus on the spiritual disciplines as things like prayer and silence and solitude and reading the scriptures, some of the things that we've been talking about. And of course, they are spiritual disciplines, but writers down the ages have emphasized that mission is a discipline as well. If we're not engaging in mission, we're not living a disciplined life of discipleship after the pattern that Jesus gave us and following the instructions that he left with us. And actually it's vital to live out the Christian life. One spiritual writer draws a a parallel with the manna in the desert that the people of Israel received. It came day by day, and when they tried to hoard it, then it went bad. Similarly, we receive from God, and then we give it out, we work it out, we we digest the spiritual food that he gives us, and we live our lives intentionally and missionally. If we're just receiving, 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 then it goes bad. We need to get it out. We need to share it with others. And so we are called to be a missionary people. How is the discipline of mission working in your life? Who are you sharing with? Who are you praying for? We notice here in this text there is a whole world focus. Do you have one eye on the global picture? Maybe taking one country in the world where there is great need, where Christians are persecuted and wrestling with God in prayer for that nation. It may be North Korea. It may be somewhere less well known like Laos. It may be somewhere in Western Europe where, in reality, there is great spiritual need. I encourage you to adopt a country, to find out about it and to give yourself to it in prayer. But God calls us to be missionaries at home as well. Who are we praying for and who are we reaching out to here and now on our own patch? And here's a thing for today. This is vital for us in terms of Christian fruitfulness, but it's also vital for us in terms of a healthy Christian life. One of the believers in the past who I have written about is Andrew Fuller, who was an 18th century missionary statesman and theologian. He was involved in the early days of the Baptist Missionary Society and as he gave himself to mission, as he gave himself to this new and exciting cause, he saw that it wasn't just other people who were getting the benefit. His own spiritual life received a great boost also. Listen to the following entry in his diary. Within the last year or two, we have formed a missionary society and have been able to send out two of our brothers to the East Indies. 
My heart has been greatly interested in this work. Surely I never felt more genuine love to God and to his cause in my life. I bless God that this work has been a means of reviving my soul. If nothing else comes of it, I and many others have obtained a spiritual advantage. I find that a real profound insight into his own spirituality, his own walk with God, an insight that we can transpose into our lives today. Does God call us to silence and solitude? Does he call us to contemplation? Does he call us to go deeply into the word of God? Does he call us to worship with his people, to learn and to grow and just to invest in our relationship with God? The answer to those questions is yes, right the way down the line. But there's a further question. Does he call us to the spiritual discipline of mission? And again, the biblical answer is an emphatic, unqualified yes. And he calls us to this as a spiritual discipline. He calls us to this because he wants us to join with him in his mission to the world. And that is so exciting. And people get the benefit but it's also a benefit for us. It's also, as Fuller says, a means to the reviving of our own souls. Don't neglect the spiritual discipline of mission in your life. We pause to pray together. Lord, we thank you that you call us to be a missionary people. And we pray that in accordance with our text from Acts 1, we would be committed to mission in our own backyard, but also we would be committed to world mission and that we would have a global worldview as Christian disciples. Lord, if you're calling us today to adopt a country to pray for, if, you've never, if we've never thought of this, if we've never done this, just pray that you would strengthen us to put this into practice. And we ask also that you would strengthen us to reach out to friends and family and neighbours and work colleagues and even just people that we meet passers-by today. In some way, may we share you, even if it's very simple. Show us the way, show us how, give us opportunities, we pray. And help us to take those opportunities when they arrive to seize them with both hands. Thank you that you call us to join with you in your great work. And thank you that in your wonderful economy, the way that you have ordered these things, engaging in mission is not just good for others. It's good for us, good for our own souls. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we ask for your help as we put this into practice in the days that lie ahead. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>